How did the clown die? His little car exploded. The joke car ex exploded on him. You <laughs> a photo of an anonymous man's bulging underwear was tweeted from Congressman Weir's account. I'm miserable now. I'm gonna add something different, especially for the Teen Vogue party. Your former Charmed co-star, Alyssa Milano. I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers. And he told me to shut the fuck up. So that, that was the end of that talk. Why you want to leave me? That I'm an Italian girl from New York. Good night. I met his cousin. Bitch, I want my damn ATM card. I can't control my horny level. State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. As to the charge of first-degree murder, verdict as to count one, we the jury find the defendant not guilty. And I'm so miserable podcast with Elaine and Emily is innocent. I don't really know how to describe this episode other than it was birthed honestly two years ago and like some grand delusions I was having so I guess I'm gonna take the time <laughs> to explain it. Two years ago for those of you that know the Emily lore I was like completely out of my fucking mind like ab absolutely batshit and so of course I was like enrolled in therapy try and help myself but at this point we're gonna paint the picture it's like November of 2020. I've like healed from my main problems. Therapy works. Yeah, I think therapy can like totally be productive, but I was definitely at the point where making things up to tell my therapist to either like make her laugh. So I would love to tell her that I think I was like, I, I was like, I can't be normal at all. So I was just like telling her stuff like that all the time and she would crack the fuck up. Um, she ended up like writing me a letter saying she can't help me anymore. That's how therapy ended for me. She fixed me, I'm normal now. I was on my way to therapy in Kent, Ohio. And so I had to go in person during the pandemic because my insurance didn't cover telehealth. So that's why I was like driving there. And so on the drive, you kind of go by this like big water. I don't know if it's, Someone's told me it's a reservoir, but like, sure, it looks like a mini lake. I was driving by it and I saw a group of friends going kayaking together. They were all taking their tops off with one another. And I thought to myself, hmm, my friends and I would mm. never take off our tops for each other. Actually, like obsessing over this. I barely take off my top ever. I'm not taking my top off for anyone, let alone my friends. And I was like thinking, I was like, is it weird that our friends don't take off our tops for each other? I've always had like self-esteem issues with my body, I suppose. <laughs> it's normal for like nature friends to be doing that kind of shit. Uh, despite, I love my friends and I love hanging out with them. And I would, I would go on a hike right now if it meant that we would all be together. And then I, you know, it like delved into me thinking, okay, do I even take my top off ever? And then I like thought back to situations where I should be taking my top off. Then I realized I am really not taking my top off for anyone ever. And that like, I actually like to leave a t-shirt on. Um, Emily brought this idea to me because this was the first, this was actually our first idea when we were like talking about starting a podcast. This was like, this was going to be the first episode, but euphoria happened. So yeah, in 2020, I was also, I like, since I was going through like a mental lapse, I was like, I need attention. Like I really need attention. So I was going to create podcasts for our friend Monty, who was moving away to school. I was just going to pretend like I was making a podcast for him to like keep him updated. And and I, I was like, well, everyone's actually going to, it's going to confirm I'm going through a mental lapse if I'm just making a podcast where I'm talking to myself. Bringing, roping Elaine into it was the solution. 
Yeah. And so everyone thinks I'm being normal and good. And no one thinks I'm going through a psychotic break because Lane's here. <laughs> yeah. When you first like talked about that, it made me think about how like, do you take my top off? There's like certain friend groups where it's like, yeah, that's okay. Or that I just like wouldn't, I wouldn't take my top off for them. And I just don't know exactly. I can't pinpoint and put in the words why that is, but I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think I remember in sixth grade, like I this is like the first time I vividly remember having a crush on a boy. He was like a little funny jokester, but he did tell me one day that I need to lift weights because my upper arms were chubby. <laughs> oh and my god. This, I think this is when I like started realizing I love men who were like mean to me. I have chubby upper arms, which like may be true. I don't know. I don't really care, but it's like I definitely think I'm willing to leave the top on during moments of intimacy because of that. And it's also like I have some pretty bitching t-shirts. I think the right t-shirt can elevate elevate intimate experiences um thanks to the night gallery because without you uh men wouldn't be able to look at my tony bourdain t-shirt if they're ever sharing an intimate moment with me <laughs> like not nah, the peter gabriel t-shirt stays on and i'm sorry that he lives in your head still that's the reason you can't take your top off <laughs> <laughs> Every time, because, like, it's, like, a, I'm really only, like, topless, like, in the in the morning or, like, going to, like, shower. I sleep fully clothed. So it's, like, I, like, can't stand my body so much. I am sleeping fully clothed. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Do you, do you, like, wear a bra when you sleep or just, like... I'm basically wearing, like, a parka. Like, I'm wearing, like, um, <laughs> I'm wearing, like, jeans when I sleep maybe sometimes. Wearing a Patagonia feather down puffer jacket. I, I just, I don't like being topless. It's not freeing to me. Everyone listening who hasn't seen me in real life, like, um, like, it, it's, sm it's small boobs happening, which is fine. Like, I have accepted <laughs> my body. I, like, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm touching myself right now. And it's like, I can... <laughs> Like I can, I can fit like one boob in like one hand, but it's like you can do like a a bit of a grabbing motion, but like you'd have to like grip on for dear life. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you'd really have to. I guess like everything you just said, I'm the opposite of. <laughs> like... <laughs> You're like, yeah, I have big, beautiful boobies, and I love, I love taking my top off. Well, I can't stand to sleep with anything on. You're a nudist. Yeah. Most of the time I'm not wearing a bra or a shirt, but I, I do. I like a big t-shirt, but I don't, I've never owned pajamas. Like I've owned pajamas, but I don't fucking wear them. And don't send me that for, don't send me that to my PO box. Just for future reference throughout <laughs> the episode. Um, I've accidentally coaxed Elaine into thinking that they're like devout fans <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really just sending the link out on Tinder like all day. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, is that not? Is that not? I I could tap myself into the delusion that like uh, Tinder matches our fans in a way. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> yeah, but that's like the marketing scheme. And if you're still here from Tinder, thanks. They've gotten they they're like evolving though because they're like wait are you only on here to promote your podcast? They're getting too smart. I was like, <laughs> no, it's just one of many interesting things about me. <laughs> it's like the only interesting thing. Me too, though. Okay, so 
you're a nudist. Are you <laughs> worried about con- contracting buttwork? <laughs> Dude, I'm worried about bugs crawling into my crevices. I think that's part of it too. I don't like bugs. Like in your body crevices? Yeah. Do you feel like you just had a lot of bug interactions when you were a kid? Like at night, like a bug was like bothering you? Especially if I'm in my room at night and I'm like in my bed. I'm like, once I'm in that bed, I'm not fucking getting up for shit. And so now I'm just to the point where if I see bugs in there or anything, which like I I do often, <laughs> I think just because of like the way my apartment is and where I live, I just like look at them and I'm like, okay. You're coexisting with the bug. Yeah, I just like look away. So riddle me this. Do you think topless is more of a state of being or a state of mind? I think for me, it's a state of being more than a state of mind. I don't know because my I have uh big boobs. Like I don't ever feel free if I'm just like in a t-shirt. I just don't feel free unless there's like I, nothing. Yeah. Would you do like? Uh, would you? I'm like sounding like a fucking sixth grade boy. I'm like, would you do wet t-shirt contest? Yeah. Why the hell not? <laughs> what even is a wet t-shirt contest? Like, what's the contest um, part? So like when I was like uh. I was really exposing myself to some crazy things when I was a kid. I think my grandpa would kind of tell me about this stuff. Not in like a weird way. But like, <laughs> like I think, and my sister was like o- like way older than me. And so like she like knew about things on like MTV. But like, I think it was just like, it was, it was like softcore porn where it's just like a t-shirt contest at like Miami spring break. And then it's just like, you don't wear like a bra or a bikini and you just have like a t-shirt on and then you get wet and then you can see your nipples through it. I knew that, but I'm like, what's the fucking, what's the, what's the competition part of it? the contest is whose, whose boobs looks best under wet t-shirt. Oh, oh my god, really? And maybe I'm bitter about topless because I just know I would never win wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> They'd be like, hmm, arms are looking a little, upper arms are looking a little chubby under there. <laughs> I remember when I like finally figured out it was okay to like go on Pornhub brow- like private browser. Like the Time Warner cable wasn't going to tell my parents. I like explicitly remember being like, wet t-shirt contest, wet t-shirt contest, wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> I just googled wet t-shirt contest. 48 wet t-shirt contest premium high-res photos. I'm clicking on it. I think I learned about wet t-shirt contest because of Legally Blonde. Don't they reference it in Legally Blonde? I'm like, I listened like Howard Stern talk about that in the morning. When I was a kid. <laughs> playing Howard Stern. But yeah, so that's what I also wanted to get to. Like uh, your first time like understanding that like boobs were like very like sexualized so like i remember my first time like ever seeing boobs and being like whoa was um there was this reality show for gene simmons i think he's like the bass player in kiss he's crazy and he has a crazy family so naturally they had like a reality show on like tnt or something goofy he has the really long tongue right? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. he goes to him and his son i think like go to a bikini car wash in it and i if you don't if you can't guess what that is that's when they like wash your car with their boots <laughs> oh my god yeah no and so that was the first time i was ever like whoa what am i looking at i don't remember my first time seeing boobs you just like, like had them in fourth grade so like it wasn't a big deal here. Yeah, I guess it was, like, my own. <laughs> it was my own. No, I just feel like my exposure to a lot of, like, sexual 
sexual things was was um glee probably not that glee showed like bare bare titties but because my dad like loves the gay shit honestly just be honest my dad was like loving the glee he like thought it was hilarious it was he, like literally loved the bitchy gay kids <laughs> that was me with secret life though like i didn't watch i didn't end up watching secret life until i was in high school and it was on netflix because i was like i'm not allowed to watch this and then the one time it was turned on they were just literally talking about like dick and balls <laughs> um and so my mom was like no but actually honestly probably my first exposure to like sexualized content was lady gaga i'm not kidding i remember feeling like a tingling in my vagina when love game would come on the radio when i was like <laughs> I'd be like, this is the dirtiest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, does my mom know what disco stick means? I know. I remember people at school being like, do you know what disco stick is? And I'm like, I don't know. What even is it? I don't even know now. Maybe it can be anything you want it to be. I just remember like like the early Lady Gaga songs like Just Dance. I I just remember being like, I want to drink red wine at a club so bad let's play a love game we're like why do we love toxic relationships then we're like let's play a love game, play a love game. let's play a love game play. <laughs> you want love? i did i did want to circle back to secret life of the american teenager because i also went through the thing where my mom was like you're not watching this dirty slut show <laughs> like made me go to like catholic classes <laughs> instead so i watched it over this past winter break as a 23 year old woman Oh, and they are saying that they're actually doing the dirtiest slut stuff I've ever seen put on TV. One second. I actually am like taking my shirt off. Like I'm not even doing it. I just really need it off right now. I'm taking my top off right now. Um, yeah, I'll talk I'll talk sexy on the podcast too. And I'll say I'm wearing a sports bra that I probably bought in the eighth grade. That's hot. <laughs> Elaine's sister Maggie is back to confirm that Elaine has big boobs. Um, hi Maggie. So I'll start out by saying that you're so alive. <laughs> you're so alive. I'm sorry I was telling people that you died to explain break in the podcast. Oh, can we fucking talk about that? Because what the fuck? Yeah, so I've been doing Tinder marketing, sending the podcast to every guy on Tinder to ever log on to the app. If a guy looks like he ha- he owns headphones, I send him the link to the podcast. So that's like the primary audience, if I'm being honest. Elaine texts me, oh my fucking God. I'm like, what? She's like, Emily telling people that you died. That's why we haven't filmed this, recorded this <laughs> podcast. I'm like, what? And then she's like sending me screenshots of people's reactions. <laughs> And I'm like, is this how people would react if I actually fucking died? Like, wow. I'm like, honestly, you should be grateful to have that perspective because I wonder it every day, like how people would react if I died. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was low-key traumatizing. I'm like scared. Like, why did you have to bring me into it? Why did I have to be the one that died? Because I thought it was funny if you died a little. <laughs> can we talk about, can I talk about the screenshots she sent me, please? <laughs> Oh, yeah, totally. I would like to shout out Smarty. That man had my back. Thank you so much. He was actually concerned. Like, I'm pulling up the screenshot right now. Hold on. Oh, my fucking God. I said, what? She said, people keep asking Emily why there hasn't been a new pod episode yet. And she has been telling them that my sister died. It's so funny. I said, what? In all caps. 
She said, especially because you're going to be on the next app. Also, we record tonight. I said, Baja, okay. Who is saying that? <laughs> Some random ass Twitter account, Zoss. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Tinder guy. Thanks. Shout out, Zoss. And he said, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry, at Elaine. <laughs> um, next up is Will. Who is that? I think that we went to daycare with him, Maggie. He said, my heart dropped for a second. I'm like, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> That's really nice. Um, next up is Monty. I love this man. He said, why are you saying Maggie died? It scared me for a second. If you weren't a troll, I would have believed you. And what did you say? You said, he's so hot. I feel good. <laughs> then you said, king, in all caps, king. Yeah, don't, please, you can put the other part, but not the hot part. Like, cut that out. <laughs> um, we'll I'll kill you. I'll literally kill you. Actually, whatever. You all know he's hot, so just say it. He's literally a model. Like, he literally is model. We're literally friends with Zach because we, like, hunted him down and called him hot. That's literally why we're you literally, <laughs> that's literally, we literally were, like, hot scrawny kid. That's what we nicknamed him, and then we somehow found out he was Monty's little brother. And we were like, well, we're in. You're like, fuck you. What's his older brother's name? You're like, fuck you. We love Monty. No, we love Monty. Honestly, this episode is about loving Monty. <laughs> like, at surface level, boobs, deep down, loving Monty. Monty, they're both nice boys. Next screenshot um, is Tyler Pretty sure he didn't even know my name because he said, wait, actually, that's so sad. Maggie, question mark? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what did Ben say? Oh, my God. He, yeah, he just responded. It was actually, like, horrible, and I don't think he cared that you died, Maggie. But um, <laughs> he said, he said, wait, okay. I was like, I feel like I would have heard if Maggie died, but maybe Elaine has another sister who is either 40 and or estranged. That's fine. Ben what the f wait i think that does imply he did care if you died but he didn't care if elaine had like a 40 year old sister that died what did mitch say he said what the fuck please tell me it's a joke but say the emoji he sent with <laughs> he put the what the fuck please tell me it's a joke with the crying laughing face emoji <laughs> i'm i'm glad i posted that you died maggie i think it's made everyone happy honestly the attention is like I can't tell if the it, the attention is like good or bad. I'm like, why would it be bad? Because it's traumatizing. I don't like it. Well, I, I like didn't mean to traumatize you. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so Maggie, what what do you think about the theme of the episode this week? Well, Elaine asked me to be on it, and I was like, sure. And she texted me, or and I was like, what's it about? And she's like, my boobs. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sign me up. Like. I could talk about your boobs. Like, yeah, you've definitely, I mean, and I feel like it's not, obviously of all the people in the world, uh, it would make sense that you've seen my boobs more than anyone. And you have. Yeah, sometimes I'd be looking at old pics of them before the surgery. <laughs> my boobs. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you're like before they burnt <laughs> in the fire. It's like they're like dead and gone, you know what I mean? Those boobs. <laughs> I don't have enough memorialized photos of my old boobs you know pre-boob pre-boob job you men listening don't get any ideas i'm not gonna show you i'm not gonna just like send my <laughs> boobs to you especially if i don't know you but um 
<laughs> all the men who think they have parasocial relationships with me now because of this podcast um prove yourself and maybe but you're are you up for the challenge you're like setting a <laughs> reward you're like like i've always had large breasts and i still do even after having a breast reduction which was a year ago about now actually which is crazy because it does not feel like that long ago but and so i guess because of that i've always just i mean it's always been obvious that i've had big boobs so like why not talk about it <laughs> like literally it's always been the <laughs> elephant in the room my whole life which i mean i've had to deal with and i've learned how to deal with it and it's fine it was always fascinating to me because not like fetishizing you, but it was like you were like the first person with like giant knockers I've like ever seen <laughs> in real life, if I'm being honest. And so it was like I could like learn from you firsthand because I don't experience that at all. Yeah. Wait, I mean, that's what I'm like saying kind of. I'm like, I don't know if like women especially seem like genuinely curious about what it's like or if they like wanted to see photos especially the like before and after photos of my surgery I'm like why why not just like show you and talk about it like I don't care it's something I went through and I was like very when it was happening I was very I wasn't like public about it and like posting it and being like everyone I'm about to have a breast reduction but I <laughs> yeah you were really low-key about it honestly you could have made a yeah, way no, I, I wasn't like oh my god oh my god having surgery I wanted it the reason I got it when I did it's something I had been thinking about for like years at that point like over five years at that like since high school the process with the insurance was like super difficult because you had to have documented proof of like going to a physical therapist for many years and like having complaints with the doctors and like you basically had to prove at least my specific insurance there had to be proof that them paying for the surgery was like going to end up costing them less money than all the other doctors visits I was having to deal with the issue big deal and like a daily struggle I suppose <laughs> it's really important that I, I get this done before senior showcase because I want to like feel like the best version of myself and like present the best version of myself to everyone and like literally two weeks before the surgery was like when like it all they were like okay well we can do it and we like figured out all the, all the finances it was like paid for out of pocket with help from lots of people in my life yeah it's it, it, it was pretty the surgery was really easy like I remember I'm still I'm still shocked at how easy the recovery time was and how much I wasn't ever in like insane amounts of pain Pain. like I was totally fine a week later like is it like a life-changing surgery do you yeah think? I definitely think so and I I think the biggest thing now for me I mean I still have bigger boobs than like I feel the average person oh they're just like still annoying me but then I have to like remember how they were before will you say your bra size before yeah before I wore a um a g cup and now I am depending I'm like a D or a double D. It was just, they were they were just never proportion. Right now, like, I think the biggest thing that the surgery did was just make them proportional to the rest of my body. Uh, remember how on the gaming episode you were like a fish out of water? <laughs> That's how I feel listening about, like, bras. Like, I've never even, like, gone bra shopping. Like, I think my what? mom just comes back with, like, an A cup <laughs> yeah. from Target. I mean, yeah, my mom was very generous and like, I mean, yeah, I really appreciate she would always, she had, she put a lot of care into like making sure I had bras that fit me all the time and 
No, honestly, though, I can remember. I kind of think I manifested having huge titties. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like, I don't fight. This is so weird and crazy. I've never said this out loud, but it can go on the pod. <laughs> I just remember like being in like fucking elementary school and being like, when am I going to like, when am I going to have, when am I, when am I, when am I going to get boobs? Like, when am I going to get huge boobs? Like, I want to wear bras so bad. I want to wear a bra so bad. I want to wear, and like, now I just like literally never want to wear a bra, but whatever. But I mean, I remember after my surgery, we had like a girls night with all the girls in my class in college. And I literally remember just like showing the whole room my, my new boobs because I was so happy and proud of them. I think we all just showed each other our boobs that night. Yeah, I'm talking about a different night, but yeah. Oh. It happened multiple times. Sure. Happened multiple times. <laughs> well, I feel like that would have been a really uplifting experience to like flash yourself and then have a bunch of girls. They literally so all like, you. they literally all were like cheering and screaming. And I was like, I'm so happy. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. It was so fun and funny and like. Can we get a soundbite of you, Maggie, saying, like, confirming Elaine has big boobs? Yeah, what do you want me to say? Like, I've seen them? <laughs> say, yeah, say, yes, I have seen Elaine's boobs and they are big. Okay. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um, this is Maggie and I am stating on I'm So Miserable podcast that Elaine has huge titties and I have had, in fact, seen them in person. And I have pictures on my phone. Admitting to crime. <laughs> and I have I have before and after photos if you would like. Hi. Hello. Hey everyone. We're here. We're here with Zach, who is one of our best friends from high school ever. He knows everything about us, all of our secrets, all of our dreams, all of our hopes, our fears, desires. So true. I try. We're going to fucking torture Zach because we've known each other for over a decade and that's what we get to do now because of that. Is that true? That cannot be true. Oh my god, we've known each other for over a decade. <laughs> Zach is the first friend I ever made in middle school. Um, Zach, how would you describe our friend group, like stereotype us? Um, I would describe our friend group as being the kids that sat next to the trash cans in the lunchroom. Everyone ignores you, but like you're off in your own world and making your own jokes that are like only inside jokes. Basically like band kids that aren't in band. Except me. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> Emily wasn't. Okay, but like no one else was in band. So like we're going to excuse that. That's the thing. It's like we aren't choir. geeks. Yeah, you're a choir freak. But like overarching, like would you say that we were nerds? say that we were nerds i would say that we were into like geeky stuff though i mean like we were into things that like jocks like the jocks weren't probably into as much like what like i mean most of our friend group like is into like musical theater like we like musical theater we like you know technology that's so true that at the end of the day that is true unfortunately <laughs> somehow like all of us were like involved in some way in the school musicals yeah like is that like our stereotype except ethan is that I our guess. stereotype thing <laughs> Fuck, is that our stereotype? Our stereotype is theater kids. Oh, fuck this. That makes sense. But, like, some of, most of us were just, like, appreciators from the outside. Like, we just loved, like, random musicals, like, Sweeney Todd and, like, fucking Hamilton, of course, yeah. for some reason. Emily, you and me weren't involved in musicals, but, like, we were just always, like, around it. We were obsessed with Elaine's star power. You're right. <laughs> You're right. 
He's the one. We were all three so obsessed with Hamilton. I felt like the three of us specifically were like the most obsessed. There's compartments in my brain that I will never get back because I know all the words to every song. It's disgusting. The Tony watching party. I forgot about that. That was one of the craziest days ever. I think it was like in the middle of the summer too. Like we went, we went to the school to watch the Tonys in a theater. What's even more embarrassing, we had graduated by that point, and we were. Hamilton won everything too. It was like an iconic night. Yeah, we were so excited. We went to Steak and Shake after, right? Didn't we? Yeah, we were little piggies. We were theater kids with no actual talent except for Elaine. Living it up at Steak and Shake after every production. <laughs> we had nothing to do with it. Yeah, we like went there. I remember we went there after Battle of the Bands when like none of us played in that. We were just like out of show. <laughs> we were like, okay, we gotta go. We were like, we have Groupies. to. So Zach, while why you're really here is because you love taking your shirt off. You love taking your top off. Oh yeah, I do. Can you tell us why? It's it's an iconic thing about you that we've all seen. Why do I like taking my shirt off? I I don't know. I if I had to guess, <laughs> if I had to guess, I I would say that I was just super inspired by Gibby as a kid. Like I just wanted to be Gibby for my Carly, and he always had his shirt off. I it's like not like in the moment. I was like <laughs> thinking like I want to be Gibby. It's just like looking back, like in retrospect, you're like. <laughs> Was that because of that? Like, connect the dots? I guess I was trying to play the Gibby role in our friend group. I gotta get shirtless. I feel like it's one of my favorite things about you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Same. I'm obsessed. Do you, So do you feel weird us looking at your body, though? Like, are you confident? I, I, I'm pretty confident in my body. I mean... Can you describe your body type for us first? Um, My body type is, um, at this point, like, middle-aged dad bod. What was your body like in high school? Oh, anorexic. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, what would you describe? I, I don't know. Um, do you think you were a Twinkie? What the fuck is a Twinkie? Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like a twink. Like a gay guy. Like a little skinny, like, mm, cute guy. Well, no, I didn't take care of myself that well. I would not describe myself <laughs> as a twink. But you were so skinny, your Aeropostale jeans wouldn't stay up the waist. Oh, they... <laughs> Yeah, you gotta bring that up, man. <laughs> we're like, come on the podcast, it's fun, we're nice, we're nice, we're nice. One time, Zach, you literally ripped your shirt off and put it in the bonfire <laughs> so you could not get it back to put back on. You, like, burned it. It was gone forever. Topless forever. Topless for the night. Brings the energy up. Because I, I, I usually do it when, like, the energy's kind of getting... No, like, being serious, it's like... It's kind of like when the party's dying down. Like, the first time I did it, it was, like, at Kristen and Andy's grad party. It was, like, hanging out, chatting, and then I was, like, you know, we gotta we gotta spice this up a little bit. We gotta have a little bit more energy. <laughs> and I just ripped my shirt. The shirts, like, do you care about them? The first one I did. The first one was an unintentional thing. Like, I wasn't planning on ripping my shirt. You can tell in the video when you start to rip it open, you go... You go, oh my god, like you weren't expecting to like actually rip it or something. You go, oh my god. I just was not <laughs> expecting me to have that much strength within me, you know? Like I was like, what? I'll just describe the video of Zach ripping his shirt off the first for the first time that we saw him do it. So we're at a grad party for two of our friends in our friend group had a conjoined grad party because 
it was like a fun little party all day event went into the nighttime there was like a bonfire music hanging out playing bocce playing um life-size jenga you know music was pretty loud and fireflies by owl city comes on and zach's like jumping on the trampoline (laughs) and just going crazy thread hat head thrashing going everywhere and just starts ripping his shirt off while he's like screaming to the lyrics the video is an amazing angle it's like a little bit like below below (laughs) eye level so it's kind of like you're like looking up at him while he's jumping on the trampoline (laughs) um, honestly i blacked out like that moment like you're describing it and i i don't actually remember this happening I just know there's a video. Anytime like we were doing like a big group together, that 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 situation could arise. I always wore a shirt I never cared about. Went in with a mindset of like this might get destroyed tonight. We've like always pr- we always provoke it by putting on your song. Yeah, no, you guys always like encourage it too, which is like if you egg me on, I'm gonna Tell do us it. Your song. Oh, it's it's Owl City Fireflies. And why it make you go crazy? It's you know <laughs> it's just such a bop. It's like kind of the song of our generation. Do you think you're more prone to taking your top off because all of us refuse to? Like, have you seen any of us naked? Um, or slightly? I-, I hope I haven't seen you guys naked. Like, that would be very weird. Um, <laughs> well, like the boys. Like, have you ever seen any of the boys' body parts? Yeah, I have, actually. Yeah. We'll <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that. I don't think that me taking my shirt off has anything to do with other people not taking their clothes off. I mean, I think about shorts too, though. Like, I've I haven't seen I haven't seen a few of the the men in our friend group in shorts ever. Okay, the sh- I would say the shorts thing because I don't wear shorts. You got you got your khaki cargos. Yeah, you- the, khaki, <laughs> the khaki cargos is what Le- I- Legend of Zelda like Link t shirt and then the khaki cargos and it's like these boys would never be mean to you in middle school and high school and I'm like that is Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that's that's sad. That makes me like self-reflect on how awful I was in middle school. Um No, I like you were the literally the nicest boy in the whole entire world. You're so sweet. Oh, thank you. For me, I don't like when my like legs are getting cold and like exposed to the elements. So like wearing pants is just more comfortable. Yeah, but we're literally like outside playing and like playing water sports during the summer. Water sports? That's generous. <laughs> that's a, that's a very generous way to phrase what we did. <laughs> we ran through sprinklers. <laughs> we ran through sprinklers and like fell into like kiddie pools. We played slip and slide <laughs> kickball was actually like what we were trying to play. It was quite fun, but I mean like I'm I'm just about to call Monty out. Like Monty was like wearing jeans but i'm like that can't be a comfortability thing when you're like outside getting wet in the summertime and you're like wearing jeans i'm not saying that is that's invalid of them but i just am like wondering why you think why (laughs) why you think why if i had to now i can't speak for them but if i had to guess i would say that they didn't intend on participating right away in that once we, they mm. actually saw everyone get into it they were like all right let's let's do it but they didn't have a change of clothes like they didn't bring anything else but they were planned events like we knew we were gonna get wet well, and they were like time to put on the jeans well <laughs> how many times have you like ha- gone to somebody's like 
somebody's event and like you're prepared to do something and then you don't end up doing that thing like at all i feel like we did that a few times we didn't know we were gonna get the hose out we love the hose i mean i was even definitely like that at times like i remember one time there was like a pool day and i just like didn't even kept all my clothes on and like watched everyone else swim i don't really know why i did it but i did but if, if your hypothesis is like uncomfortability of like exposing your body to like people i don't think that has anything to do with it in that sense I think it was just Monty being stupid. You think Monty loves his body more? Yes, I think Monty has become more body positive over the years. And he would show <laughs> us some leg at a future water sport? I hope so, that he would do that, if the opportunity arose. But I imagine if the if like we went to the beach or something, he would probably wear a swimsuit, yes. <laughs> some trunks netting and have netting for his trunks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that bit? What was the junk netting bit? All I know is that it was us three who were spearheading the netting for your junk movement. Do you need netting for your junk? It keeps it contained. It's Zach said it. It's because Zach said it. So we were literally at slip and slide kickball and Zach goes... These don't, these don't have netting for... These don't have netting for my junk. They suck. No. Netting. Then we could not stop. No, we couldn't stop saying it. No, no. It's, it's, <laughs> when you're doing an activity like that, like you want support, all right? Like you wouldn't, like yeah. Like I don't want that just <laughs> hanging there. Like it's gonna hurt. People who like don't wear underwear under their swimsuits though, and like just use the netting for their junk, like that's disgusting. I remember Elaine worked at Forever Twenty One, and she sent me a Snapchat one day that said. Just so you know, all, sw- all men's swim trunks at Forever 21 have netting for your junk. <laughs> she like literally checked one day. <laughs> I needed to know how common it was. No, it was, the, the swimsuits I had that didn't have netting for my junk was a very uncommon thing. Like it's, it's very, it, it's uncommon to have no netting. Is it essential? Like when you're looking for one, are you like making sure it has netting for your junk? Well, if I'm being honest, I, I have never bought my own swimsuit. Like, ever. <laughs> like, it's usually a gift or something. So, like, I... That's such a sleigh. That's amazing. That's like, incredible information. I, I have never purchased a swimsuit in my entire life. Now we're going to talk to noted swim trunks buyer and boobs enjoyer, CJ. I do love boobs. CJ, you love boobs? Yeah. <laughs> we're topless right now. Really? <laughs> do you like being topless most of the time i've gotten in trouble for it sometimes um can, do you have like a favorite memory when you saw boobs ever yes actually i remember my first time checking out a pair of boobs first memory of like looking at boobs was in first grade actually we had a student teacher and i remember one day she was wearing a tight sweater and i looked at her boobs and i was like <laughs> i like those so at what age did you stop breastfeeding? <laughs> three or four days. <laughs> You're three days old. <laughs> I think they switched me to Happy Meals pretty quick. <laughs> it was really funny when last spring I had a friend from my hometown, my hick roll to stoplight town, come to OU. And I remember... He- he came up to me halfway through the night and he said, dude, the girls here don't worry, wear any bras. It's like so many nipples staring at me. 
Emily, did you wear a bra a lot or no? Do you not? Did you not at OU? Um, yeah, usually. I don't. I, I'm in a weird situation because I don't think I'm done going through puberty. So <laughs> I think I'm about there. My growth spurt. I feel like I've been getting taller actually lately. I'd like to get measured. All right, pediatrician time. Um, CJ, do you ever remember a time where like you and the boys were hanging out and you talked about boobs? So this is actually a big social issue I'm glad we could get to. When I grew up, about the time I was hitting puberty, society as a whole was sort of going into everyone was an ass man. Mm -hmm. And everybody, all my friends, I was the only one. I was the only boobs guy of my friends. I always felt like such a geezer because it was always like our grandpas that were into boobs. But like the past couple months, it, it feels like boobs are coming back in a big way. Do you can you explain why you're a boobs over ass guy, or do you just think it's like not a choice? It's just something in your DNA, maybe. I mean, I can say what I prefer about them, but I do think it is genetic. Hereditary. <laughs> it's hereditary. And you know, my mom has big boobs, so sometimes I wonder if that has to do with it. It's like there's the butt, but then at the back of the butt, it's there's the bone. You know. You don't want to touch bone. Boobs are just squishy you think you're qualified to like tell if a girl has breast cancer um, like you can feel a lump pretty <laughs> are they called pap smears is that the right one can you say can you like make up a story about how you like saved a girl from breast cancer by <laughs> no i sucked the tumor out so do you ask girls if they're on birth control just i gotta be honest if you met me and decided that night to have sex with me, you were probably on birth control. <laughs> why, though? Why would you, Why do you... Like, what's the logic behind that thought? I think human reproduction should be more like... Do you know... Um, have you ever seen a whirly gig? No, Thomas. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's the... You know the seed that comes off the trees, and it, it's, it's also called a helicopter? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. a country boy. We're city girls. Just spread. I'm I'm purely saying this for the transition. Here is someone CJ could spread it to. Here's Grace back on the podcast. We're so happy. What does that even mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Please. <laughs> See, CJ ended with saying that he he thinks reproduction should be like spreading your seed like a whirly bird. Wait, okay, repeat what the fuck you even said. You don't need to accept his seed though. He Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> So, Grace, do you like being topless? Um, no. Because I have big boobs, and they flop around, and it makes my life a lot harder. CJ also said that girls at OU aren't wearing bras. <laughs> Would you like that to That is true. <laughs> that is true. I think, like, being naked is extremely empowering. I've, like, always wanted to go, you know, like, Wisteria, the, it's like a hippie festival that happens in the woods. <laughs> near Athens I don't know my friend's mom like runs it but there's like a thing where everyone's like naked like dancing around a campfire I don't know that sounds like a lot of fun that sounds like my worst nightmare well I mean with a bunch of strangers like at night in the woods I don't know you're probably also like really high worst nightmare still I think I would try it we're so ashamed of our bodies I feel like it would be super empowering 
to be naked with a bunch of strangers. I don't know. I think it is a state of mind. Not to get all, like, philosophical about it, but it's, like, about, like, you know, liberation. And, you know, I think it's just cool. I think it's cool to be naked, but no one's ever comfortable about it. And everyone makes it weird. I think you're, like, my most liberated friend, maybe. I think you could, you and Elaine would really get liberated together. Aww. Uh, I don't feel very liberated most of the time. What's the opposite of liberated? Because that's what I am. Incarcerated, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Emily's incarcerated. (laughs) Well, okay, Grace, now since you're smart, you need to explain Woodstock 99 to us and what happened there. First of all, incredible documentary. It's on HBO Max if you want to watch it. Basically, in 1999... They wanted to create Woodstock for, like, a new generation. So this was, like, the peak of, like, Girls Gone Wild. Basically, well, one, it got brought back into the, you know, the spotlight because of Astroworld. It was such a poorly planned festival that, like, they rented, like, a abandoned Air Force base and it was, like, all concrete. It was, like, 100 fucking degrees that whole weekend. And the lineup was unhinged. I think the headliners were like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica, Corn, <laughs> Limp Bizkit. And they had like three women there. And it was like Jewel, Alanis Morissette. Uh, uh. You know, dick energy was going crazy. Roid rage. But the women that went all had their tits out. They, I think, were seeing it as like a liberation thing, but it was like a highly sexually charged event. You know, the Girls Gone Wild shit like really just made for a gross atmosphere regarding sexuality and women in general. What is gr- what's Girls Gone Gone Wild? that playboy yeah i don't like i don't know is it porn oh yeah that one might be that kind of might be like what t-shirt contest vibes elaine where it's just like you're just like at a party and then they're trying to get girls to do like crazy stuff known for its early use of direct response marketing techniques (laughs) okay i don't fucking know what that even means yeah it it was like a pyramid scheme scheme of porn they like really like advertise the fuck out of it they're like these girls they're going wild of the page called girls gone wild for katrina <laughs> no. iconic oh my god i should do a girls gone wild for ukraine right now yeah literally <laughs> we, we should do it you guys i want to i think we should put together tit stock 22 for ukraine like a benefit <laughs> yeah okay so let's say all of the hot people we would take our the hot artists we would take off our tops for number one blade stop <laughs> Blade? Elena, have you listened to Blade yet? Not intentionally. <laughs> like, not like, I haven't, like, I've heard some of this him. I've heard some of his songs, but I've never, like, listened with intention. Grace, we need to convert her to Drainer. It's already, the seeds are planted, as they say. <laughs> well, in that vein, I would take my top off for Echo 2K. Oh, yeah. All, all, the, all the Drainers. And Young Lean, of course. I think Young Lean's like my ultimate boyfriend, probably. Faye Webster. Oh yeah, I would. Um, I would definitely take my top off for Charlie XCX. Oh yeah. Oh, Tommy XCX. <laughs> oh, <not> Tom- <laughs> Tommy Cash is really hot to me for some reason. Yeah, I'd let him finger me. Yeah, would you guys take your top off for Elton John, even though he doesn't want to see it? Yeah. Yeah. I totally would. Well, when you put it that way. No, he doesn't <laughs> want to see you. He doesn't care about boobs, but. What about Steely Dan? Full frontal. I'm getting my dick out. 
Do you have to assume that just because Elton John is gay means he doesn't want to see boobs? Yeah, maybe that was homophobic of me. Are we just taking tits out to contribute to the atmosphere? Or is it just out of pure excitement? Who really would want us? Like MGK? Is he he wants girls' titties out. He says it in a song. He wants like he wants prepubescent titties out. Yeah. You know, it's a hard it's a hard decision for me if I would take my top off for Lady Gaga because on one hand she's like a mother figure. <laughs> what if we had like Lana at the tit stock, but everyone's crying with their tits out? Tears tears on the tits. <laughs> That's like her next lyric. It's like tears stream down my tits. <laughs> There's a song. There's a Lana song that plays at my place of work every day. I've no. I'm. I don't. I don't not like her, but I've never like. Can you sing it? Really care that much? Yeah, I can. It goes like this. I don't know the words, so I'm just gonna. That the world was made for two. That it went You say you like you like the bad girls. I don't feel that way about anyone. <laughs> like shut up. I would kill myself if I had to spend the rest of my life with one person. <laughs> it's talk. I'm going. Maybe Bridgers is there. Lucy Dacus. Oh, I love Lucy Dacus. What about like JPEG Mafia? Can he be there? Um, unfortunately, I like Morrissey too much for JPEG Mafia to come. Wait, Emily, did I tell you when JPEG like performed at the Union? Um, I was wearing. <laughs> was wearing my smith shirt unknowingly and i was so embarrassed i had to like pull my flannel he has a jpeg has a song called i cannot fucking wait till morrissey dies (laughs) i didn't know that i didn't know either because like i didn't really listen to him yet but like that was like 2018 and it was the hype of the town heaven knows i'm miserable now We're going to Titstock. We're going to plan Titstock, but also I feel like I never... Did we ever finish saying what Woodstock was? Like, did something crazy happen there? <laughs> I feel like we never <laughs> finished that part of it. I've been, like, wondering the whole time. <laughs> what happened with the tit thing was that women ended up... It ended up just making, like, a really sexually charged atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit was there. <laughs> And, like, riots broke out and break stuff. They also set shit on fire during the Red Hot Chili Peppers set. People die. People died. What happened with the tit thing was that people ended up getting, like, sexually assaulted there. Yeah. Ooh. And then <sighs> women reported their assaults in tents and stuff, but I'm sure, like, much more happened that nobody reported or talked about. I'm glad we're finding out about all of this crime after we were just like tit stock. Well, only women allowed to come (laughs) to be in the audience. Uh, Yeah, I think it's girls only. Maybe men, if they wear like one of those anime titty breastplates. If you're good at having boobs as a guy, then you're allowed to Like make them wear boobs around for like a week straight. Yeah, and they have like sensors on them, and you're not if you like touch it too much that you're being weird. Like you're not allowed to. Go. It's like stimulating labor for men, but stimulating big boobs. All right, here's a normal guy, Calvin, who could pass the boob test, and Elaine and I made him take his pants off at a party one time. Oh yeah, you did do that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it very clearly, actually. Maybe I wanted to do. It. You didn't convince me. Well, Calvin, tell us, are you confident in your body? 
somewhat. You know, I mean, I'm pretty confident in my ass. And I mean, that's what I was showing, so... Yes. Yeah, I feel like we convinced you to take off your pants once, but, like, also the whole party was, like, also convincing you. Yeah, no, yeah, you were all begging for my ass. It was because I said, hey, who wants to see my ass? And everybody wanted it. I remember plotting before the party. We were like, we're gonna get a guy to take his pants off for us tonight. Wow. Some fucking asshole ashed on my, like, like ashed, like, a cigarette or something on a on a cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Some ev- damning evidence. Well, we were being good girls the whole time. No, yeah, I, I, I'm sure you were. Although my parents did find out after it happened. How did they find out? I just was lazy and overconfident and left a little too much evidence behind. Uh, <laughs> and we were drinking like all of their alcohol. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I really, I really was. I flew. I told myself before not to fly close to the sun, and to be careful and cover up all my steps. But after it, after the party happened, I was like so like over. I didn't really give a shit about anything, and I just kept the bags of trash filled with all the fucking alcohol cans and shit there, and that's what gave me away. I really specifically remember drinking creme de menthe for the first time there. We were like minty drink, minty drink. <laughs> There's a lot of fancy stuff that I had to hide just in anticipation. <laughs> and I, I made sure none of it was stolen. Like, when I got in trouble, I told my parents, hey, at least none of the nice stuff got stolen, okay? <laughs> because I deliberately hid it all, okay? Like, I was irresponsible. I mean, I was responsible with my irresponsibility or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> like, Did you really want to take your pants off because, like, me and Elaine were asking you to? Or would you just, like, do it for anyone? <laughs> I honestly can't tell. I honestly, it was a while ago. I can't remember. That's a, that's a good I mean. Do you like the idea of taking your pants off for us? <laughs> I mean, if you were guys, I'd probably be less open to it. If we're, I mean, yes. So do you like taking up off your top as well? Oh, hell yeah. I'm chilling shirtless most of the time. I like to take off my top. I mean, it's pretty nice when you're topless because you don't get any stains on your shirt. <laughs> that's me okay same what kind of stains are you getting you don't you don't want to start with me you're like <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i mean I, it's usually just like i don't know some ketchup or something just like i squeeze the or like some just like what are uh, socks usually just it's usually tastes pretty good i mean if i'm eating it that intensely you know i love ketchup are you, do you like boobs are you like a boobs guy Hell yeah. When you are shopping for a, like, sw- a swimsuit, you look for the netting for your junk? Uh, I mean, I haven't shopped for a swimsuit in a while, but... Why do all men say that? They're like, I don't buy my own swimsuits. It was something, I mean, I never really thought much about this until you guys started asking these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be very important to you. Yeah, we love netting for your junk. Yeah, you guys have been asking about that stuff for a couple weeks already. (laughs) (laughs) The shit's gonna come out. Oh, shit! (laughs)